0: to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 4th. I invite you to pause the audio so that you can pray asking for God's guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Final Triumph of Zion Following oracles against individual nations in Isaiah chapters 13 through 23, Isaiah chapters 24 through 27 describes on a worldwide scale the climactic defeat of God's enemies and the deliverance of his people. Question. Why does Isaiah's description of the desolation of the earth in Isaiah chapter 24 look like John's description of events connected with a thousand years that follow Christ's second coming? In Revelation chapter 20, let's read Isaiah chapter 24. Behold, the Lord lays the earth waste, devastates it, distorts its surface, and scatters its inhabitants. And the people will be like the priest, the servant like his master, the maid like her mistress, the buyer like the seller the lender like the borrower, the creditor like the debtor. The earth will be completely laid waste and completely despoiled. For the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and withers. The world fades and withers. The exalted of the people of the earth fade away. The earth is also polluted by its inhabitants. For they transgressed laws, violated statutes, broke the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and those who live in it are held guilty. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. The new wine mourns, the vine decays, all the merry-hearted sigh, The gaiety of tambourine ceases, the noise of revellers stops. The gaiety of the harp ceases, they do not drink wine with song. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. The city of chaos is broken down. Every house is shut up so that none may enter. There is an outcry in the streets concerning the wine. All joy turns to gloom. The gaiety of the earth is banished. Desolation is left in the city and the gate is battered to ruins. For thus it will be in the midst of the earth among the peoples, as the shaking of an olive tree, as the gleanings when the grape harvest is over. They raise their voices. They shout for joy, they cry out for the west concerning the majesty of the Lord. Therefore glorify the Lord in the east, the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, in the coastlands of the sea. From the ends of the earth we hear songs, glory to the righteous one. But I say, woe to me, woe to me, alas for me. The treacherous deal treacherously, and the treacherous deal very treacherously. Terror and pit and snare confront you, O inhabitant of the earth. Then it will be that he who flees the report of disaster will fall into the pit, and he who climbs out of the pit will be caught in the snare. For the windows above are opened, and the foundations of the earth shake. The earth is broken asunder, the earth is split through, the earth is shaken violently. The earth reels to and fro like a drunkard, and it totters like a shack. For its transgression is heavy upon it, and it will fall, never to rise again. So it will happen in that day that the Lord will punish the host of heaven on high and the kings of the earth on earth. They will be gathered together like prisoners in the dungeon and will be confined in prison. And after many days they will be punished. Then the moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed. For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, and his glory will be before his elders. And now let's read Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Then I saw thrones and they sat on them. And judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheld it because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in this first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for the war. The number of them is like the sand of the seashore. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it, From whose presence earth and heaven fled away, And no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books, according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. As in Isaiah... Chapters 13 and 14 aspects of literal Babylon apply to later powers and the king of Babylon represents fusion of human rulers with the mastermind behind them Satan himself so a message that Babylon is fallen can be repeated at a later time and Satan is finally destroyed after Christ's second coming While the destruction of literal Babylon was a judgment day of the Lord, another great and terrible day of the Lord is on the way. Similarly, in Isaiah chapter 24, the prophet's vision reaches through conditions with which he is familiar to the time when the moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed for the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. Isaiah undoubtedly thought the vision applied to the Jerusalem he knew, but the book of Revelation explains that it will actually be fulfilled in the new Jerusalem. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. Revelation Chapter 21, verse 23. Question. Does God really destroy the wicked? Look at Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 21, where God's work of destruction is his strange deed. It is strange for him because he doesn't want to do it, but it is nevertheless a deed or an act. It is true that sin carries the seeds of self-destruction. But because God has ultimate power over life and death and He determines the time, place, and manner of final destruction, it is pointless to argue that He ultimately terminates the curse of sin in a passive way by simply allowing cause and effect to take its natural course. Question. What we see in Isaiah... Chapters 24 through 27 is what we see reflected in the entire Bible, which is that no matter the suffering, pain, and desolation now, in the end God and goodness will triumph over evil. What then is the only thing we can do if we ourselves want to be part of that final victory? Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7 read, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And Romans chapter 10 verse 9 reads that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Additional reading. Selected quotes from Ellen White. The faith that is unto salvation is not a casual faith. It is not the mere consent of the intellect. It is belief rooted in the heart that embraces Christ as a personal Savior, assured that he can save unto the uttermost all that come unto god by him to believe that he will save others but will not save you is not genuine faith but when the soul lays hold upon christ as the only hope of salvation then genuine faith is manifested this faith leads its possessor to place all the affections of the soul upon christ his understanding is under the control of the holy spirit and his character is molded after the divine likeness his faith is not a dead faith but a faith that works by love and leads him to behold the beauty of christ and to become assimilated to the divine character selected messages book one Pages 391-392. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss the next episodes and also some special content featuring interviews about the book of Isaiah.